With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so, why was it important for you to do this book at this time? It was important mainly uh, to start out because Clinita Ford pressured me to do it. <laughs> and no one can go against Dr. Ford, right? <laughs> no. Uh, we had, our church had been honoring Black History First from our community at a dinner at the Civic Center every year in different categories. And she came up to me after the last one and said, Dot, most people don't know this information, don't know this history about our community. It needs to be documented somewhere. You need to write a book about it. <laughs> and as is Clinita, writing a book is a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not up to it. And for about five months, Clinita stayed on my case, would not let me off the hook. And finally, I cried, Uncle. And, or auntie. <laughs> and agree <laughs> to see what I could do about getting a book written. Conversations with excited to be here with you miss dorothy inman johnson <laughs> not a stranger to conversations with nicole but so glad to have you back it's been almost seven years um originally from birmingham alabama came to tallahassee in the early 70s and was an art educator our first elected black citywide female um city commissioner commissioner and also mayor yes right? yeah 
And so you have quite a um, first history (laughs) (laughs) yourself and then on to the Capital Area Community Action Agency, which is where I became um, very fondly acquainted with you. And so we've been friends for a long, long time. We have. We have. And so I'm super excited about this book. But tell us, you know, more like who are some of the folks that are featured in it and and um, what were some of the more interesting stories to you? Well, it's hard to pull it out, but what interested me more was the fact that there's a lot of Tallahassee history intertwined in these life stories Mm -hmm. that people will be getting along with their stories. And one of the things I tried to do was not just to do a resume Mm -hmm. for each one, but to tell the story, give people enough information so that they could see themselves in these people in the book, Mm -hmm. the challenges they had. Yes, they made their mark in Tallahassee Mm -hmm. by the accomplishments they ended up making for our community. But people needed to know, and especially our young black kids, needed to know many of these people started out just like them. Absolutely. For instance, my story is also in the book as a first. Mm I came along in Birmingham, was part of the 60s -hmm. civil rights movement as a teenager with Dr. King, and grew up in one of the poorest sections of Birmingham called Inslee, and uh, with 13 siblings. Wow. And working poor parents, and so, I was initiated into advocacy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by being born into poverty myself and into challenges and difficulties. And I tell people all the time that uh, my life story is God's way Mm. of telling me what he put me here for. Wow. So purpose in the story, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I like that you said difficulty, challenges, those are great motivators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so tell me about some of the other folks that are featured. Uh, Yvonne and Curtis Tucker. Okay. Uh, you're prob- you probably would not be aware of them. Mm-hmm. They are artists. They are the first story in the book. Okay. And they were dear friends of mine, Curtis, Uh, passed on many years ago from cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yvonne is living in Atlanta now, but still uh, maintains her home here. Okay. And what type of artists were they? Uh, Ceramicists. Hmm. And they were the founders of the Afro-Raku movement in ceramics okay and it's a beautiful story in the book and representations of a lot of their wonderful work and there are many other people in the book Mm -hmm. that you will recognize who are still around today okay Uh, and I thought these were people that I knew 
and many of whom I considered friends, mm -hmm. that I thought I knew everything about them and found out I knew very little when I started writing their story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the book. Uh, like Jack Gant, okay. who uh, was the first black dean of the College of Education hmm. at FSU. Never heard of him. And uh, Jack started out, it's important that his accomplishment was in education, state, at the state level, at FSU, in public schools. Mm -hmm. And he started out his life in a one-room schoolhouse Wow! for all of the grades in Toloja, Florida. Wow. Just out, uh, outside of Liberty County, okay. in Liberty County, maybe. Never heard of Toloja? Uh, I hadn't either until I started writing his story. I knew about Liberty County, mm -hmm. but I had never heard of Toloja. And it's a farming community where his family lived. Mm -hmm. And uh, to show you how rural it was when his mom would get ready to deliver one of the children uh, when she, she was pregnant, mm -hmm. she would have to go to Bainbridge, Georgia. Oh, wow. So that she could be in a community where there was were medical facilities mm. for her to deliver the baby. Quite fascinating. And uh, these are some very interesting stories. And of course, people like Dr. Henry Lewis. Mm -hmm. What I did not know about him I knew he grew up in the Bond community. Right. I knew he was the first uh, black county, county commissioner, commissioner. Yes. Because Anita Davis, who is also in the book, mm -hmm. was the first black NAACP woman president okay. here. Right. And she recruited me as her political action chair and Anita and I kicked off the campaign for single member districts in Leon County because there had never been a black person elected mm. to the county commission. Wow, now that's and, some important work right there. And we tried to convince the county commission that they should by a vote of the county commission, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go to single member districts and create a district where it was possible for a black person of quality mm -hmm. to be elected. And yes. that's the district that Bill Proctor now district one. represents. Mm -hmm. wow. And uh, they refused. Mm they made it a fight and we were willing to fight. <laughs> we brought in uh, the National NAACP Legal Defense Fund okay. to assist with this battle. Mm -hmm. People in the community came forward and signed on as plaintiffs 
Wow. On a lawsuit. And at some point, the county commission, not willing to go through that kind of situation, mm -hmm. caved mm. and agreed to single-member districts. And single-member districts in the school district moved after that. Wow. With another group of people and also Anita working hard to do that. Didn't I know that? That is amazing. So, uh, and that's why I'm saying that their stories are in a lot of cases, mm -hmm. the story of Tallahassee. Absolutely. As I'm telling the stories of each of these folks, mm -hmm. I was learning so much and uh, what I had been involved in before becoming an elected official mm -hmm. uh, kind of made me aware of a lot of things that were going on in this community okay. at that time. Gotcha. Now, had you ever collected oral histories before the book? Had I? Collected oral histories in terms of you know, recording people telling When I this. started writing the book, okay, it was through uh, information that I collected from family members, mm -hmm. from the uh, achievers themselves okay. who are still alive, mm -hmm. and uh, interviews with family and friends mm -hmm. that helped me to put together their stories. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now, were there some um, stories that kind of surprised you? A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them did. And there's, I think there are about 60 people featured in, in the, the book. book. And it's hard for me to... 60? Wow. And it's hard for me to pull Okay, well, um, <laughs> but it's it's organized mm -hmm. by subject matter. Gotcha. The first uh, section okay. is on arts and media. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that surprised me was that Gail Andrews, mm -hmm. who was the first uh, major TV anchor for this area, yes, was. Native American. Mm -hmm. Her dad was African American. Her mom was Native American. Mm -hmm. And she carries on the tradition of her tribe, oh, wow. of her family, who are mostly located up in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she provided to me lots of information. Mm -hmm on that part of her family. And I really had not been as aware of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then looking at people like Tommy Mitchell, mm -hmm. who grew up in Frenchtown, and learning more about Frenchtown, the old Lincoln High School, yes and the people who had come through that school and the loyalty uh, that was there for that and how he met 
his wife passing her house going to school mm -hmm. <laughs> in Frenchtown okay. and learning more about Frenchtown and just how it evolved. Wow. What a wonderful place yes. it used to be back in, in that time mm -hmm. and talking to some of the people about when major entertainers, black entertainers would come to town. Mm -hmm. None of the hotels would allow them to uh, stay there and how homes in Frenchtown became inns mm -hmm. to house them. This was before Airbnb, right? Uh-huh, before <laughs> Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, one of our, our residents down there is planning to do a story okay. on that. Mm -hmm. Now did you, in, in growing up, um, was the oral tradition present in your home in terms of either your parents or grandparents telling stories about their lives or experiences? Not really, but we learned so much because we were in the middle of this evolution of mm -hmm. civil rights and everything and the jet magazine that used to publish mm -hmm. i remember being eight years old and seeing this horrible picture of emmett teal mm -hmm. that stayed with me and traumatized me most of my childhood wow uh and i remember my parents and their friends talking about it mm -hmm and making me interested as a child to know what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So first chance I had to get my hands on that, ma on, on that Jet magazine mm -hmm. and look at it, I took it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wished I hadn't mm -hmm. because you cannot imagine how traumatizing yeah. it was for a very young child mm -hmm. to see yeah. what those people did to that 14 year old boy. Right. And you can't. For no reason. You can't unsee what you saw, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So, how important do you believe it is for the young people to know what the local history is here in Tallahassee? I think it's very important. I think it's very important because. Uh, when Chief, well, not Chief anymore, but Sheriff, Sheriff McNeil did mm -hmm. his study mm -hmm. on what was happening to our young men and boys, and why so many of them were choosing uh, guns and crime, and the stories that he told in his study about some of these kids saying, I felt unprotected. Mm -hmm. I felt I had to have a gun mm -hmm. to protect myself. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have any hope at all. And by telling stories like these, where life was so much worse 
in our time because nobody respected our rights. Mm -hmm. Even law enforcement officers, even the people who were serving in high positions in government mm -hmm. were conspiring to do these things to black people and deny them their rights and allow them to be mistreated and, and killed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with no repercussions. Uh, it's, it helps them to understand that we are making progress and that these people went through all kinds of trauma mm -hmm. like they are going through today and rose above it yeah. and achieved in spite of it. Indeed. And they can do the same, but they need a supportive community. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, there is a, uh, an idea that I have been pushing for a while okay. that would give our young folks mm -hmm. something to do, would give them jobs, would create commerce for our community, economic development, that I wish some of these dollars that are coming through our community, blueprint or whatever, mm -hmm. would be directed toward that. Okay. And that is a water park for Tallahassee. It would create non-college degree jobs mm -hmm. for young people. It would create a venue for them to be entertained. Mm -hmm. It would create commerce for the community because instead of going to Dothan to their water park. Or to Valdosta. To, or to Valdosta mm -hmm. to Wild Adventures for a water park or to Orlando, we could bring in people from the rural counties, small counties surrounding Leon County to spend their dollars here. Okay. And so it would do three different things. It would give our young people something to, interesting to do, to, do mm -hmm. to be involved in, not be idle. Right. It would give our schools field trips right here in town. They could take students to and introduce them to. Mm -hmm. It would create jobs that don't require a college degree, many, for the young people so that they are earning a living. They are developing a way to get out of the situations that they are growing up in. Okay. Well, and it would benefit economically our community. All right. Well, I would definitely like to hear more about that. Um, tell us how we can um, get a hold of this book. Well, 
uh, I had some copies from my launch. Okay. But all are sold out. Okay. Well, we, we, uh, we need but, a copy. But, <laughs> but people can order on Amazon. Okay. Or they can, if they don't feel comfortable ordering on Amazon, they can call their local bookstore, Barnes and Nobles, mm -hmm. Books a Million, okay. other bookstores, mm -hmm. and place their orders with their credit card through the bookstore. Okay, very good, <laughs> very good. Now, as we prepare to close our conversation, I just want to ask one final question. And that is, what do you believe is your greater work? I think the work is centered around advocacy. Whether it's been my child advocacy, my advocacy on uh, eliminating poverty, and my first book was Poverty, politics and race, trying to eradicate misconceptions people have about those who live in poverty and how it's perpetrated through elected leaders nationally and statewide and how we uh, change that. So I, I think it's advocacy both through my work with children, whether it was as an educator, continuing that work, bringing people to the table who were denied a seat at, at the table as an elected official, broadening our field of influence and working for 14 years as the executive director of Capital Area Community Action Agency mm -hmm. in eight counties. And now through our church and the work we do through our nonprofit at the church. Okay, well I will say I have to agree with you there because you have had such a rich life of advocacy and so we thank you for all that you have done for being a first in many regards here in Tallahassee and I'm so just glad to have this conversation with you so thank you. Thank you Nicole. My pleasure and thank you all for joining us on Conversations with Nicole where we are connecting the community through conversations. <music>